0: Yeah, had had a great tenth um, anniversary wedding anniversary. Yeah, little, congrats! Little get together, if you want to call it that,
1: <laughs> a detente, I think they call it.
0: Uh, so that was, that was great. We we want to go abroad um, for our like. Actual... Cameron, we don't use
1: that kind of language anymore. <laughs> we say we a go woman, a dame, a dame. <laughs> <laughs> new year a couple days ago uh hi everyone thanks for (laughs) joining us in the far-flung future of 2021 we're no longer uh have the hindsight that we once had but we're looking back on that last year, and boy, is it not what we like. And so, here's to a different type of better year in the, this one that we're in now, the new one. That's it. That's right. Cameron, do you have any New Year's revolutions that you want to share?
0: <laughs> do I have any New Year's revolutions? I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the ones you want to share?
0: No, I, I will get in legal trouble.
1: Oh, oh <laughs> yes. Yes. I get check. Wink, wink. (laughs)
0: Um, Would you want to talk about what this show is?
1: Oh, yeah. This is very hospitable for new listeners who may be joining on this new season. It's a new season. season, It's a new season. It's a new season. It's a new year. It's a new me. It's a new you.
0: Maybe we should start with a a song to describe what we're doing. Okay. What's the story, Fishbone? What's this you're singing of? such big imagination on such a little punk group what's the story fishbone (laughs) do you think it's worth the look it kind of seems familiar like a ska band from I'm done (laughs) we're covering fishbone
1: (laughs) Cameron I love you so much And and I, I want you to know that I'm I'm reinforcing the the idea that uh, things you do or uh, your per, quote unquote performance are the ways that you can earn my love. But I <laughs> I love you, and that is so great, and I am so delighted, and uh, I, I have like sparkly anime eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I love earn Wishbone, your respect. <laughs> <laughs> one way or another. I love Wishbone. Yes, uh, we're talking about the band Fishbone. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I put a I put out a call to ask about ska because or specifically third wave ska because I know that it's very important to a lot of people in my life but I never really got into it um, I think it was a li- like a little bit before my time um, and the kids who were into it who were my age were it was already like kind <laughs> kind of antiquated almost, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're, it was already like reaching, you know, that like, this is not a cool thing to be into um, Mm -hmm. for, for my friends who were into it. Um, I think it was less the case for, you know, Gen Xers or older millennials, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I wanted to know about third wave ska because it seems like this, (laughs) it seems like this genre that's kind of, uh, derided, um, as being kind of silly and having this kind of silly following of like fedora tipping wallet chain wearing like, w- you know, <laughs> white nerds, um, M'lady. and, and I, I kind of assumed that we would end up talking about, um, you know, like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, or Less Than Jake, or any of these other um, names that I... Or Real Big Fish. These other these other names that I've heard um, and sort of associate with Third Wave Ska. Um, but this other name kept, kept coming up, which is Fishbone. Um, and I had heard of Fishbone, and I kind of... Had, always associated them as being more of a Red Hot Chili Peppers adjacent kind of band which it turns out they are they
1: right yeah
0: open for them and have associated with them and um but I didn't really know that they were a ska band and I guess to some extent they are and the, you have a logline for this show um and Oh I have, have not a logline <laughs> it's
1: mine lo- I guess <laughs> I will you say it every week I say it every week uh, it's, 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 it's welcome to think outside the box, a podcast about artists that may m- be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And I think we haven't covered a lot of artists that are like pretty purely unrecognized in this way, at least yeah. among, you know, people who, the wider culture, like people who aren't like scholars of ska, ska right. s- <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, scholars. <laughs> um and I yeah, I I thought it might be interesting instead of instead of talking about what we've previously discussed third wave ska being, you know, like a sort of a white appropriation um of actual ska music, which we have covered before on the show in the mm-hmm. first Wailers album. Um and sort of this bastardization of it and like um syn- uh, syncretist you know ska and punk and all these other genres um mm-hmm. what if instead we talked about um a, a group of all black people making ska music in LA and also like mixing it with other genres and wouldn't wouldn't that be <laughs> what a concept you know yeah, uh, to actually cover a group of, you know, people of color who were instrumental in this wave of ska but ultimately did not get to become the uh, the zeitgeisty names of, of ska
1: now Cameron but Cameron sort of buried. are you, are you telling me that black people may have been instrumental or foundational in the uh, creation of a new genre or new art form and they and they haven't been recognized that doesn't yeah. sound like the America I know <laughs>
0: uh, yeah so I, I'm I'm interested in in talking about the dismissal of ska as a genre. Right. And I'm still interested in doing that, but instead of maybe uh engaging with the silliness of like uh a real big fish or the mighty mighty boss tones or like a, a big group uh like that, what if we see to what extent that is present in a group like Fishbone? Um And yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I I still want to examine all those same things that we would have, but I want to like put the spotlight on uh, a group that I'm at least a little bit more interested in actually talking about. And (laughs) I think we can still get a lot of that same kind of stuff done.
1: Yeah. My greatest hope is, is to find out that, uh, Ska people are unjustly derided and that we're going to discover, like furries, that they are actually good and nice and that we should like them. <laughs> no matter how many that about furries? <laughs> <laughs> no, how, no matter how many checkerboard vans or ill-advised fedoras they wear.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I think in general that's that's a goal of the show that we often don't achieve. Um, <laughs> yeah, like we try our best to learn to appreciate, if not specifically like. But I think ultimately we want to become contrarian fans of yeah these different i bands. would love
1: nothing more than to be like that guy who shows up in all the comment sections or stops strangers on the street and is like well actually you know insane clown posse is like responding to the poverty of inner city detroit and like is uniting this multicultural group of people i just i would love to be that guy and yeah and then sometimes i kind of can
0: <laughs> <face>.
1: <laughs> exactly are you referring to the twisted tea video oh my god no <laughs> there's a have you seen it
0: uh fake ko that would mr fake ko uh yeah um there's, yes, there's the... a dave
1: matthews band remix um that oh, we should put really? in the, the show notes. yeah okay, i will there's a that there's a guy delightful. there's a white uh gentleman in a convenience store with no mask on of course who is just constantly using the uh n-word and being in general very combative and uh, at one point literally is begging uh this black guy to hit him and so the black guy hits him with a can of twisted tea and uh he he hits him so hard that the uh the door sensor ding-dongs uh <laughs> cuz it assumes that he <laughs> left the store
0: yeah a lot of a lot of people um a lot of people really enjoy that video i did end up watching it and i thought it was actually a very upsetting video because like, I mean, there's yes. a part of me that's like, okay, this is great to like, see someone like get what they deserve and be like publicly humiliated for it. Um, yeah. But it's also like really upsetting to see someone beat someone else up, even if it's for a good reason. Like
1: it, he doesn't just is. hit
0: him with a can and like burst a can on his face. He like pulls him down and screams in his face and, and punches him a bunch, which I'm not saying he shouldn't do, but it's 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 like not fun to watch it's, for me. Yeah,
1: it's not like, it's not entertainment, I think is, is maybe how we should put it, where he's like, he's got the guy, I think in a headlock, on the floor, punching him in the head and saying, I am not your N-word, yeah. or something similar to that. And it's like, yes, this is like rage that, is, I mean, it's like a, a, an outlet for centuries of oppression and rage. And yeah, I, I don't, yeah i i i agree with you saying it's it's, it's not necessarily entertainment in and of itself that's right it's
0: like a very traumatic thing and i i i feel like it's probably also to some extent i don't want to speak for this person but if i if i were beating someone up like that that would be a traumatic experience for me even if that person deserved it you know
1: yeah yeah i but. agree um that all but also, that being said. Video. All that being said, there is a remix uh with Dave Matthews band that is pretty fun. I don't know. I feel very conflicted about that.
0: Uh okay. Uh with all this from a joke about hitting someone with a can of Fago. Um yeah. I mean that's what ha- needs to happen next. Fago? in in terms of, of beverages being used as weapons.
1: (laughs) Oh yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure Fago has a long history of being used as a weapon. I I think you should check yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to get back to fishbone, uh, this is their first album, 1986. It's called in your face. Um, they, they did an interesting thing where they tried to make a record that had no like orientation in terms of up or down, left or right. um, so like in all the, the album art, you mean? Yeah, the album art. Yeah, and I think the back of it also, the cover in the back uh, in the original like LP pressing, um, it was meant to just be like essentially you could have it spun anyway, um, and the record labels kind of messed that up by putting the parental advisory sticker on it, which I don't really yeah. know. It's it's mostly just like watch out, there are black people on this album. I think is essentially what it boils down. Because I, I mean, there's no swear words on this. Yeah, but they say the word twat. <laughs> oh i guess i missed that and they
0: talk about like uh yeah uh a person masturbating a, a woman in public i think do you think <laughs> i think that happens in this song it's a I little think hard to tell public.
1: yeah some of it's hard to they, tell there's it's an explicit
0: lyric i
1: i guess so i don't know it's like i i always thought that was maybe maybe it was different later on but i always thought it was more of a like a checklist system where like all right this uh one f and two s's and three a's and i guess that that m- merits the sticker right i don't know might be wrong probably wrong.
0: uh i mean maybe it's parental advisory because of um the incisive lyrics of in the air um uh, oh that boy will, like stir up re- revolution inevitably because they're so powerful
1: yeah <laughs> yeah they do a cover of the phil collins song and it's just it's so powerful (laughs) i was wondering how i was going to make that joke that was pretty low effort i i I considered getting a a sound sample of it and playing it instead of the fishbone version not it's not a version it's it's a song with a similar title
0: still a lot of episode left
1: (laughs) (laughs) we ain't done yet
0: (laughs) i would still enjoy that even though you've ruined that surprise
1: (laughs) (laughs) well it's too late i ain't got the sample fuck okay yeah
0: well uh let's start talking about songs okay this is a short album it's, 30, it's short. 33 minutes
1: 11 songs although one of them isn't really a song it's more a spoofing no. a goofing uh let's start with the first one i guess when problems arise i try to be i them for the things i do well
0: i've got to tell you what is really false or real but
1: Cameron's got a pretty intense bass face going on. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to that.
0: I'm all red from all these slaps.
1: Oh, man. We got slapped into Next Century with this uh, bass riffs.
0: Now, a little a little background. Both you and I have played uh, electric bass in yeah. bands.
1: We're both reformed uh, bassists. That's true.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I don't know about you, but I have a strong suspicion. But I, I will only speak for myself, which is to say that... I was not um, a very tasteful bassist, <laughs> and <laughs> I liked music and trying to play music that was way above my pay grade. Um, specifically, a lot of Flea and Victor Wooten, and um, just just a lot uh, taking up a lot of space, um, mm-hmm. being very obnoxious. Uh, and I I wish that I had had this to listen to uh, when I. I wish I had known someone had shown me this album because I would have eaten this up.
1: Yum with a spoon. Yeah. I'll, the, all I'll say about that is is uh, you at least probably had good rhythm. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I try to do all kinds of know, Victor man. Wooten, Jaco Pastorius stuff, and I was <laughs> very bad at rhythm.
0: <laughs> all, all that is to say, there's a part of my heart that is the little middle school part of my heart that is uh, very pleased to hear this.
1: This yes.
0: slapadelic bass line.
1: Yeah, he's all over that thing. Yeah.
0: yeah that's great. Um, for, for those of you who are, maybe are not familiar with the technique of slap bass, it's that sound that's like... It's that sound in, in the bass register there. And what the bassist is doing is, instead of playing with um, uh, alternating le- uh, index and middle right-hand strokes um from above which is a typical way of playing the bass or a pick Um, or playing with a pick or playing with your thumb right like sting doesn't sting notoriously play with his thumb
1: i don't know i um, think jameson did the police i don't know who uh james jamerson
0: oh who's james jamerson
1: he's the motown bassist guy
0: oh the motown bassist well there you go
1: yeah um
0: or, no, he played Jamerson. with
1: a single finger, I think, is a the single is the thing. Finger. Just his index. With yeah. a come
0: a come hither motion. Yeah, he was to just the base. beckoning
1: the bass <laughs> the bass strings all day long.
0: <laughs> he faced it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, <boy. Yeah>. It <laughs> was unconventional, but he got good results.
0: Yeah. Uh, so instead of playing that way, a, the slap technique, uh, what you're do it's two basic strokes, which is a a percussive slap with your thumb, with the knuckle of your thumb uh, against a string, causing the string to um, smack against the fretboard and making, um, making a a rattly noise. Mm -hmm. And then often uh, that is played with alternating pops with Mm -hmm. your usually index finger. And you, you, more often than not, we'll get an octave above that note, um, uh, on a higher string. Um, and you'll, you'll, you you get your index finger underneath the string and you pull it so that when it's released, it vibrates the string hard enough to also rattle against, uh, to, to rattle against the fretboard. So it's a very percussive sound. Um, so maybe you should play that sound sample one more time and people can like listen for the rattling of the string against the fretboard um, and the like punchy and poppy kind of sound of the bass playing. Yeah, totally. try to the things I do. I tell you really but Yeah, that bass is it's mostly thumb slapping. Yeah. And then uh, you'll hear at the end of a phrase, when there's space, the pop with the index finger. Um, but sometimes it's more back and forth. So anyway, that's what we're, that's what we're talking about. If you're unfamiliar with that technique, um, you can hear it a lot in uh, funk bands. Um, and especially like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Fishbone, mm-hmm. like uh, funk uh like punk fusion kind of bands. They went into that a lot more. Yeah.
1: I I think it was originally, I forget who um, originally invented it. I think it wasn't like anyone who has ended up being super, super famous, but it was originally used extensively in like funk music uh, back in the 70s. And then it sort of ended up becoming like a punk funk ska. Well, not ska, but like, um, yeah, like a red hot chili peppers type thing. And some like jazz fusion uses it too but it's it doesn't it's not widely used outside of those genres i would say yeah yeah
0: um i think this this is one of the to me one of the more interesting songs lyrically in this album
1: i agree yeah um so this is it's a it's a it's kind of a not diatribe is not the right word it's kind of a um uh, i can't think of the word it opens. There is no mystery for what I try to be. A reason for the things I do. I try to tell you what is really false or real, but you act as if you have no clue. You act this way when problems arise. You act this way when problems arise. You close your eyes and hide behind a storybook when I have something new to tell. If you could put aside your stubborn foolish pride, you'd find an exit from this spell. You act this way when problems arise. You act this way when problems arise. Um, That's most of the unique lyrics in the song. Um, I mean one reading of this song could be just a, an indictment of mainstream white culture and how they act when black people try to tell them uh, anything specifically yeah. about like, Hey, there's problems going on. You're like, Nope, 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 Nope. Fingers in the ears. Not listening. La la la. Yeah. I, d- I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you could definitely read this as like social commentary.
0: It, it kind of reminds me a bit like watching my friends who were, you know, um, specifically uh, black and indigenous people of color after Trump got elected and all the white people are like, I can't believe this happened. And they're, they're <laughs> just like, me me included, because nothing had happened to me like that before, you right. know, where all of my <laughs> sort of uh, privileged assumptions were uh, disillusioned, you know, and they're like, Cool. Glad to have you here finally. Yeah. <laughs> now we can have some conversations, you know. Uh I that's sort of the attitude in this song. Mm-hmm. Not but it's not explicitly about social issues.
1: It's not. You could also read it as like just something on a personal level, like one person to another. Yeah. Um it's it's yeah, generalized it enough. It could that be it's like not... a
0: father son or like a romantic relationship, like you could read it that way as well.
1: Mm-hmm. It definitely like gets a little bit uh more critical in in the in the last set of unique lyrics that I haven't read yet. What you are, I don't know what, what you are, pain in the butt, what you are, no one seems to care. Why do you always do that? Why do you always do that, etc.? Pain yeah, in the butt. I,
0: I wish I had taken a sound sample of it. Um uh they keep <laughs> there's a lot of silliness in the delivery of these lyrics, uh, in this album. Um a lot of silly voices and <laughs> Mm -hmm. some of the repetition of the lines kind of like, why do you always do that? Why do you always do that? It sort of reminds me of like a, you know, this is what I do. I sit on, (laughs) (laughs) like a Tim and Eric song. Uh, It's very silly Mm -hmm. um, in this otherwise kind of serious song. Uh, But um, yeah, I I think it's kind of interesting in its... It is it is about a very specific feeling, but it could be applied to a lot of different situations.
1: Yeah, exactly. Of like of trying to tell someone something. It's it's uh it's is it Cassandra from the ancient Greece? Uh th- there's this uh person, this woman who is cursed with being a prophet because all of her prophecies are 100% true but no one will listen to her. <laughs> ah. Um and it's it's that same situation of like, yeah, I'm trying to tell you something. I'm trying to tell you like Something's going to happen, or there's a problem here, or something. You're just like refusing to listen, which is pretty frustrating. Yeah, um, I, I like a lot of the uh, lyrical interplay going on here. Uh, it opens like like a pretty you know uh, easy rhyme. There is no mystery for what I try to be, a reason for the things I do. Um, so it's that that's a A B C rhyme scheme. Then he says, "I try to tell you what is really false or real," but which. I enjoy. I have a sound sample of that. Oh, if yeah? you want to play that? Yeah, yeah. let It's, Let's do it's that. a
0: great moment. It's very fun.
1: Yeah, and there's the rhyme to the, the third line. So it goes yeah. A B C D E C.
0: Or it's, isn't it more like A A C? Oh no, you're e, right. B C. It's A would be one way. to... <laughs> A A B A A B
1: C C B. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right because the, those are the same thing. You're right. Um, all cops are bastards.
0: <laughs> I think it's what we're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um, all American cops uh, being <laughs> bastards. Constantly, No, wait, it's... Oh, no, I fucked it up. (laughs) Never mind. Okay, (laughs) moving on. Um, You're such a good ally. (laughs) 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 You're trying so hard. Give me that cookie. hmm Gotta have that ally cookie. Um, Yeah, I I really enjoy that. I I typically don't like when you rhyme on... Or, like, end the line on a preposition. Yeah, when you specifically, Cameron... I don't like
0: being called out on the podcast. Yeah, this
1: is an intervention. I mean, you're interventioning you um you have to stop writing lines and rhymes that end on a preposition like an and or an or i, I typically don't like that um here in this song fishbone you could learn from them i i, I appreciate when they <laughs> when they end the line on but and they rhyme with it um
0: it, it makes sense to do a line break after saying but it does pausing yeah, yeah it actually makes uh, and, grammatical sense yes. to put a pause there
1: and uh semant- syntactic sense um, as well. And um, yeah, it's, it's like a, a lot of newer poets, let's say people writing poems for the first time will often uh, break a line on like an and like I feel bad and I've had a bad day, you know, and that's, that's not very effective because the line break is one of the most effective tools in what is left of poetry these days. Um, and I think they exploit it really effectively like you said because the butt is is a pause because it's like here's this one thing but i'm contrasting it with another uh and it, it fits really naturally in there and and I, I like that in this and and i like the the kind of like uh uh jagged little like breaks it makes in the song and in the meaning and i like yeah. that the the uh, rhyme comes a little bit delayed
0: yeah it uh the rhyme should be happening is really false or real. It should be happening on real. That's where it's been set up for us to expect the rhyme to happen.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's listen to that one more time since we just broke it down.
1: Break it down. It's great. Yeah. It's fun. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. They're playing Uh, in the space.
0: So one thing that I really liked and then I'll be ready to move on after this is it's really nice to listen to a band again, like a real band Mm -hmm. of people playing instruments together Mm -hmm. um, instead of just sort of like a figurehead or I feel like even Smash Mouth didn't really feel like listening to a band. Yeah. It felt like
1: like the lead singer and the guitarist like kind of were the centerpieces were kind of showboating around and the rest of them were just like kind of, collecting a paycheck and like just there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's just a lot of counterpoint in, in uh, this, in these arrangements and it's really satisfying to listen to. Um, You know, uh, I remember uh, (laughs) teaching pop music at um, my last job in Philly um, before I started working for, my new boss, uh, who totally sucks, which is me. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> yeah, that uh, guy's the worst. My old boss is, you know, <laughs> I was teaching kids pop music. And um, I was often asked to make chord progressions, like lead sheets, for, um, for the students so that they could play songs in their bands. Um, and they had rock band instrumentation. And it was often really frustrating to be asked that, uh, especially whenever I was asked to transcribe um, uh, any kind of black music mm-hmm. into uh, a lead sheet because often there weren't chord progressions. Like there were ways that you could analyze a chord progression in there, mm-hmm. but it was often like written a lot more contrapuntally. There are chords being used as um, voice leading melodic lines or as rhythmic accents. Mm-hmm. But if you were to <laughs> the bit, be- the best example of this is um, when I was asked to make a, a lead sheet for, I want you back. Um,
1: oh boy. Good Jackson luck with that. Song.
0: Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, there are chords there. There's definite like harmonic movement. Um, but <laughs> you can't, I mean, you could simplify it down to like a strumming, you know, acoustic guitar, but it wouldn't it would it wouldn't sound very good nope. because the reason that recording is so amazing is because everyone's playing counterpoint with each other, um, you know, and the piano, you know, is playing these, you know, little, these little voicings inside the chord and uh, there's constant tension and release and everyone is... Um, you know, uh, playing interlocking lines with each other, and I feel like that's very common in, at least in black ensemble music, mm-hmm. um, and uh, or 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 music from people of other racial identities that I like.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a very sensitive way yeah. of putting it, Cameron. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean I love Cake. I think Cake's one of the best pop bands ever, and it's for that reason, is because everyone has a role and they're very seldom just oh, strumming wait. Did along. Did you on mean
1: a chord. did you mean bands that you like of any ethnicities? Because the way you phrased it was bands of ethnicities that I like. Which is like well, racial, racial identities. Racial identities So which are the oh, racial identities no. that you like, Cameron? Let's let's break it down here. Let's get really specific. Oof.
0: I need to, like, get better at my, like, PEMDAS of my sentence structures (laughs) (laughs) or else I'm going to get canceled. (laughs) Um, No, no, I mean, like, uh, non-black musics that um, either take a cue from black music um, and and learn that lesson Mm -hmm. or um, from their own separate traditions, like, apply that sort of... Yeah, it's not going to be really satisfying if it's just a chord progression with a melody that goes over the top of it. Um, Yeah. Right. Anyway. Yeah. I think this is also, this is
1: reflected. So this is a bit more of a tangent, but I I feel like this is uh, reflected in some of your love for like traditional musics. Like there's a lot of old time music. I mean, definitely correct me if I'm way off base here, but there's a lot of old time music that is exclusively like a tune or a melody. And when people try to bring accompaniment of chordal instruments into it, they oftentimes have to make a lot of decisions about like which chord makes sense where and does it even really make sense to have a chord in this particular place like should i just play a little contrapuntal riff or something you know
0: absolutely yeah my favorite old time guitarists are the ones who can play a a one chord tune of which there are arguably many in old time music mm-hmm. You know, uh, only one chord really that it's happening because the the tune is so modal that it doesn't dictate a specific you know Western music kind of chord progression mm-hmm. with voice leading. Um, and the guitarists who can make that sound interesting on guitar by essentially creating a a counter a, a contrapuntal line a bass line that will follow the contour and the energy of the of the thing without you know doing something that i could simply write out a lead sheet for right <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um oh yeah let's listen to, we have a sound sample for that counterpoint is what we were building yeah. up to you let's listen to that That's cool.
0: Yeah, there's, like, um, it's very simple, you know, but there's this, like, sax line that's syncopated. There's this um, big wash of, uh, like, some sort of synth happening. But it's mm-hmm. it's in a limited frequency range. But it's just stretched out. And then there's dung, 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 um, in the bass. Um, yeah, every, every instrument has its piece. And it's really satisfying to yeah, cover some artists that are having fun playing instruments together. Yeah. Instead of just studio musicians coming in and, like, you know, making independent choices about what to do and not really interacting. Um, Yeah, the energy is really nice, and the ideas are really satisfying to hear. Yeah.
1: Uh, For what it's worth, to get into the credits of the album a little bit, there's only three people on the cover of this particular album, but I think there are three more on the back, because there are six people credited as Fishbone, uh, we got a, a guy on saxophone and vocals, a trumpet and vocals guy, a guy just on guitar, a guy doing keyboards, trambone, trombone, and vocals, a guy on bass guitar and a trombone, trombone, vocals, a guy on bass guitar and a guy on drums. Um, and two of the guys have the last name Fisher, uh, and the drummer is is uh, given as Philip, quote Fish Fisher. Yeah. So,
0: and the rest of them have the last name of Bone. <laughs> Bone. And then he put it
1: together. <laughs> he did a way better version of that. God damn it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh do you uh, want to move on to song 2?
0: I don't have a ton of time left and we've only talked about one song. Yeah. So, yeah, let's just keep let's keep it
1: moving. Okay. The selection. We did
0: we did a very long uh you know, kind of off-record hang and then a very long uh, <laughs> what's in the box weekly, our weekly bonus show for Patreon supporters. Um, we just gave all of our hot takes about, um, Wonder Woman 1984 and soul. Uh, I know no one else is see. talking about <laughs> these movies.
1: Yeah. I think we had a lot of interesting and worthwhile things to say, and I think it's worth money. and People should go to support.kick. Yeah, fuck support.box.set.website. <laughs> I almost said support.kickstarter.com, which is not right. Oh, god, support.box.set.website. Every week, yeah, <laughs> we should kickstart every episode. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> we're gonna make you pay up front. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's the plug for that. Let's move on. Let's talk about a selection. A
1: selection. You see, I found two ladies standing by her side. He talked about the house and you do this. side You go out to the park and let you find your keys. You get in your auto and you aim to please. But the lover of your children is a chilly shade. A trick to take chick facility, but you have a isolation. Isolate A should isolation. I'm not sure. Uh, This is definitely way more ska-y than the first song. I can definitely hear them as a ska band. Uh, I don't know if I really know what this song is about. (laughs) It
0: It has an idea at the beginning... And then it kind of goes some other places (laughs) and then asserts that it's still talking about that same idea, but I don't, I don't
1: know. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like you're kind of saying the same thing, but I don't know if you are. You go out to the bar after you get paid. You see the little surfer girl with eyes of Jade. Then you see a foxy lady standing by her side, pick up the blonde, have some fun. You do decide. You go out to the parking... That's great. Yeah, that's definitely not a... <laughs> what do you a, think of that, <laughs> Definitely not a contrived rhyme or lyric in any way. That's definitely justified, and it's not a forced rhyme. You go out to the parking... You do he- decide. <laughs> you do decide. You go out to the parking lot, you find your keys, you get in your auto, and you aim to please. But the lover of your choosens is a chilly shade... Sorry, the lover of your choosing is a chilly shade. A trick, a tick, a silly duck, but you have made a selection. Is that... Hmm. that's not great right
0: (laughs) no i i feel like what (laughs) i feel like what this is setting up is that there is this surfer girl who i guess maybe in the context of the song we're led to believe is less attractive than the foxy lady standing by her side and um you decide to go with the one that you find more attractive who are, or who maybe is heavier quotes, objectively more attractive, you know, in like societal standards, I guess. Yeah. And then you find that this person who is, uh, more conventionally attractive, uh, has a, a personality that, uh, is less pleasing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and, I guess we're we're led to think that like maybe things would have been better if you if you had gone with uh pursuing the woman who had a character attribute that was different than the way that she looked. Mhm. Or in addition to the way that she looked, she had an interest that maybe you could talk about instead of
1: Yeah, it's um, it's her being it's kind of that like voxy that old trope of like she's not you know, nice looking, but she's got a great personality. It's like that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. It doesn't even say that like the surfer girl isn't hot. Right. I mean, if anything, it implies that she has like a beautiful eyes. She has eyes of Jade or whatever. Yeah, that's um, true. But I, yeah. So yeah, I guess the song is sort of not doing a great job at sort of shaming you for being, uh, for making a shallow choice
1: it's mostly just focused on the fact that you made any choice at all it just keeps talking about yeah. you've made a selection a selection a selection a selection a selection
0: yeah so at that point I'm I'm thinking okay they're they're trying to they're saying that it's just a choice but it's clear that the songwriters have an opinion that about the choice that you made right but then as the song continues, uh, you get on the commercial for the TV tube, uh, which is a really bizarre. sentence. That's, you, <laughs> you get on yeah. the commercial for the TV tube. You get on it. Uh, you get Bob on the Barker one. asks you which vehicle you would choose, and you want the Cadillac or BMW, and you say, oh, "Okay."
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do. You do say that. So
0: there's that situation which has clear, which is clearly laid out and has clear consequences.
1: And I definitely understand uh, and- it.
0: Yeah, and then you go out on a date with your fiance, the pretty little lady with the eyes of grey, you go to the bathroom to brush your teeth. What? No toothpaste A selection.
1: Yeah, you uh you definitely made a selection there and are accepting the consequences of your actions. I guess you chose to go to the bathroom and the yeah. it was it's a monkey paw situation where the unintended consequence <laughs> is that there's no toothpaste. Oh no. Also who okay who goes to a restaurant in a bathroom and expects there to be toothpaste is he saying that he forgot to bring his own toothpaste or that the the character in this song expects there to be toothpaste in the restaurant bathroom yeah uh
0: then there's this like really really profound moment uh oh yeah i'm led to believe that it's supposed to be profound uh do you want to play the sound sample it says uh not sure what this means i would love
1: nothing more i can't tell if they're just goofing i mean it 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 does the thing of like highlighting the lyrics by like having multiple people singing them in unison and like bringing down the instrumentation a little bit which is usually what happens when they like really want to hammer home like here's the moral of the song or like here's the part that's going to get people amped up and it's like anthemic and we're going to like sing it out really loud at concerts and stuff and he's just like talking about bubblegum
0: yeah and to, to clarify I'll read those lyrics again, because they start yelling and screaming at the end. It's hard to s- hear what they were saying. But yeah. You buy a pack of bubblegum from the store with two or three or four or five pieces or more. Or
1: more. Let's name um, some more numbers that there could have, like six yeah. or maybe seven. We're doing a
0: fast ska song. We got to fit a lot of syllables in there. Let's just say, uh, let's just prove let's that we're t- <laughs> good at counting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you take out the last piece to put in your mouth, but... You select the first piece.
1: Oh, man.
0: It's like a Confucian kind of like koan, like kind of yeah. like, uh, <laughs> like. What uh, is the
1: sound of one mouth chewing on the first piece <laughs> of gum? <laughs> it's probably mis- pretty misophonic. <laughs> Lots of lip <laughs> smacking and whatnot. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, uh, so I, I really don't know what they're trying to say or maybe they're just trying to be silly um i i think the
1: way they like end up screeching with you select the first piece makes me think they're just being silly and i I wonder if they're like purposely like subverting the trope of like here's the anthemic part of the song and we're just gonna like fucking blow it off and be goofy i wonder if that's what they're doing you know what
0: it's fine it's not really like I don't. There's nothing offensive about the song to me. It's just sort of silly. Um, yeah, and but it's not. I not either. <laughs> it's not. That's the thing. It's
1: it's it's like goofy and silly, but it's not funny.
0: <laughs> well, there's a lot of movement, and I'm I'm sure there there would be like a lot of interesting colors, and you know, it's basically like a. a a ring of keys jangling to my ears <laughs> and, <laughs> and I I'm do love and over I clap <laughs>
1: my hands and giggle every time I see that personally. <laughs> <laughs> like that. My, uh, uh, young,
0: my youngest son has just, um, started clapping on purpose. Uh, and it is very cute because he's only, uh, nine and a half months old. Um, and I'm really excited for what happened with my, uh, first son to happen with uh my baby son which is there's it must have been when he was around two years old theo um whenever he heard a song like on the radio or in the car or someone sing a little bit of a song um like a little snippet of a song or whatever the context he would always go Yay! (laughs) Like, at the end of it, or at a pause in the middle of it. (laughs) And and, uh, sometimes it came across as being super passive aggressive. That's some
1: quality (laughs) shade your kid's throwing right there.
0: Yeah, he's pretty good at that. Um, Okay, I don't want to talk about... I think the things that I would want to talk about, maybe two more songs. I think if we talked about I Wish I Had a Date... Um, Because this is something that I want to keep an eye on Fishbone for, for their incel kind of (laughs) uh, leanings and see if that shows up anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I think we should talk about maybe one of their inspirational or political-minded songs, politically-minded songs. Um, And maybe you could choose that one. Does that sound good? And then we'll call it? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh I wish I had a date. Yeah. Do wait, do we not want to talk about Charlie? We should talk about Charlie real quick. Can we do can we do it just real okay, quick? Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's um i kind of appreciate this song it is i mean it's it's another like kind of silly they're just like kind of goofing um but it's like i don't know it's pretty like body positive um although they end up saying some stuff that's like maybe not the best (laughs) it's it's celebratory of a A a, too body positive
0: yeah (laughs) maybe a little bit obtusely body positive when when he starts singing um Chubbly wobbly wobbly, fatso fatty, do the ripple,
1: Charlie. <laughs> oh fuck, I forgot about that part. <laughs>
0: uh, Shaking your
1: tub of taffy. Oh it's like, All boy. Right. <laughs> oh golly golly, Charlie, you're just chubbly wubbly, wobbly wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like they're not doing it in a malicious way, though. Like in yeah. his, like those words are maybe not the best they're like
0: backhanded compliments
1: yeah they're i mean if i were the
0: language that's typically offensive to celebrate this woman's body
1: yes if i were this person in question having this song written about me i don't i wouldn't like see that and be like oh these guys are being mean to me i would just be like uh they're they're just like kind of spoofing and they're being a little insensitive about it but in the context of like still being fairly celebratory i guess
0: i don't know it's like yeah I guess as long as i get my nut i guess i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would be my response
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know i just i i appreciate that they're explicitly like celebrating a, a larger woman who isn't necessarily like fitting the uh mainstream standards of beauty so to speak it kind of reminded me of um i like big bucks Bi- <laughs>
0: fuck big bucks <laughs> a little you know, that, slip there that, that love of <laughs>
1: that that just owed to wealth that <laughs> sir earns a lot uh wrote <laughs> I like big bucks oh, f- I am a fucking mess Cameron <laughs> not even a hot mess Jesus okay alright alright that's, that's basically all I had to say about that song is like it's a, it's a celebratory of a larger woman and that's that that can be nice. Yeah,
0: okay. I think that's um I mean that that is typically something that is credited to uh black american communities at least about being more body positive about uh n- people who, about women who aren't thin and maybe about men who aren't thin as well. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know if we'd be hearing that kind of stuff in Mighty Mighty Boss Tones or not.
1: Prew, I, I kind of doubt it. Yeah. I mean, I, I had one of their albums and I don't remember hearing a, a song about um uh someone with really, really big thighs.
0: I love you, Charlie, with your big, fat body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think he says, let me touch your th- thick pies or thick something. <laughs> yeah. it's the, I don't know. The lyrics on The Genius are Do Not Seem Very Accurate. Um, yeah. yeah, anyway, how all about right. we move on to I wish I had a date? Yeah, with a pretty girl in mind, hey! when I take her out to dinner, I ain't a teacher, I spend all my money on expensive food. I show up to all the rest of my friends. I'm not good looking when I least she's a in. I won't pay the teacher my birthday scam. I'll be in love with the picture, you know, I am, but at least she'll pretend i wish i had a pretty face i wish i was a baller uh wait fuck, how does that chorus go i wish, <laughs> wish i wish
0: was a bit taller was a bit taller a little bit taller i don't know
1: i wish i was a baller i wish i was a little bit taller i wish i had a girl in the hood and the something and you know i would call her i for fuck i forget how that goes damn it but yeah so, it's, it's similar to that song not really is it <laughs> I mean, there's no basketball involved, I guess. This
0: is... I want to talk about this song because I associate there uh, to be in the... um, In the... How do I say this? In the, like, ska music, like, fandom. um, That's probably not the right word to use, fandom. Oh, Jesus. I just
1: just read the second half of these lyrics. I had not... uh, I just kind of skimmed the first half. Fuck. Okay, sorry. <laughs>
0: this is what this is the
1: song with the word twat. It is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Yikes. So yeah, this is a, a bit of a yikes yikes song. Uh, I associate with like ska, the like ska community. Is like there's a certain kind of toxic. Uh, I guess you could say like beta masculinity. Um, in it i'm not saying that i'm not using that word to judge i i'm saying like uh men playing into this idea that um they are not conventionally attractive enough to attract the women that they want to be with who are conventionally attractive um and you know this sort of incel thing like uh at, incel like attitudes like well, if I at least spend my money on you, will that entitle me to sex and uh, sexual exclusivity? And this song is sort of saying, like, uh, is is complaining that even if I had a date, would I be able to actually um, enjoy uh, having? dominance over this woman essentially like there's a lot of language like well i wish i didn't have a chump who liked to spread her legs like the ocean things like yeah that. um, that's she'll the first flirt with the tough guys and they'll fool around with her twat
1: yeah that's like it gets pretty nasty there um like the first the first i feel like the first verse is all pretty defensible and could mostly just be like a self-deprecatory like like the song i was referencing i wish i was a baller he says well i wish i had a date so i wear my suit and tie I wish I had a date with a pretty girl in mind. Well I'll take her out to dinner and I'll treat her real good. I spend all my money on expensive food. I like that half rhyme of good and food. Show off to all the rest of my friends. I'm not good looking, but at least she's a ten. I won't pay attention while my buddies scam. I'll be in love with a I'm not sure what this means, with a bitch and bim. You know I am, but at least nah, she'll pretend. Yeah, it, it like gets a little nasty there at the end where he's like, I'm in love with her, but she's gonna pretend to be in love with me.
0: Yeah, I, I think like one of the <laughs> Uh, one of the main kind of issues with incel culture is just this idea that it's ultimately patriarchal uh, because it's, it's saying that we can't uh, – we, we're depressed or we're lonely because we can't succeed – in uh, sexual conquest, in the ways that certain men can, um, and ultimately, it's women's fault. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's somehow. sort of the attitude. When in reality, my impression is that anyone can get consensual and even like free sex if they if they want it. There's probably going to be. You know, if you put in your time and you're not a dick, you'll be able to find people who will also want to have sex with you for whatever reason. For you know, whatever like reason.
1: I mean, I can't understand it. But, <laughs> I you mean, know. <laughs> you know,
0: whether it's, like, a partnership or a one-night stand or or whatever. Um, but, like, I'm sure there's exceptions to this, and there are people that just really struggle to find peop- anybody. But in general, when, the kind of language that I hear from, like, incel types in that sort of culture is people who are resentful that they can't attract the people who they want to be able to attract who seem to be out of their league. And they're playing into these hierarchies of uh, beauty conventions in our culture and um, money and power and masculinity and femininity. And that's basically what the song is. I, I wish I had a pretty face and a body for brawls and fights. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, if I didn't have a chicken face, I could mack them down the chick. I could mack them down the chicks at night. Um, And it's like, well, you could probably still have sex with women. um, But maybe maybe you're not going to succeed at um, attracting the specific type of women that you're talking about that are playing into this, like, sexual hierarchy kind of stuff. Maybe... Maybe that's not going to work for you. Maybe you will. I don't know. But like, if that's all, if if you consider it a failure if you have sex with someone who uh, does not uh, conform to your like uh, conventional ideas of beauty, then like um, maybe you're setting yourself up to be disappointed.
1: Yeah. So lower your standards and just go for literally anyone with a pulse and just like I'm saying,
0: (laughs) I'm saying the standards are bullshit.
1: (laughs) No, I know. I, I think you're onto something yeah uh yeah yeah i I agree that like fraud that you i mean it's like oh boy i was gonna make an analogy but i that's like very dangerous territory i think i should stay away from that (laughs) i am not gonna put it on the patreon folks (laughs) yeah (laughs) keep this paywalled holy shit uh too hot for public
0: whoa uh yeah we've said enough things on the show that are like Uh, maybe too publicly wrestling with ideas that (laughs) maybe we shouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. Or at least I have. I can't speak for you, but
1: um, oh, I've never said anything remotely, uh, bad or controversial or ill-informed or ill-considered on this show or in any other public forum ever.
0: Well, maybe I could talk about my thoughts about being dad for this last,
1: (laughs) for this last, instead of the last song. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think that would be really great. (laughs) Uh, Right. Um do y- Let's talk
0: about like a political song and then and then yeah. or or uh, an inspirational song cuz I think that's something we're going to see more of from them. And Was I track that growth.
1: It in the air?
0: We could talk about in the air. We we definitely teased it earlier and so that yeah. would be good to actually follow through on that.
1: Yeah, I mean there there's there's a um there's a there's another one of the ones that's political is called Movement in the Light and it's like I don't know it's it's a fairly standard like let's all come together positivity type jam yes um, I think I have more to say about In the Air so let's take Great. a listen let's to do that. that yeah it's not the liars that can't set you free it's not the riches that you can all foresee no it's nothing on okay table the LSD it's not the- So this is one of those types of songs, one of those forms or tropes of song where I've heard this before, where it's like a song where it's like, it lists all the things that something is not. And it doesn't really say what it is, except they say it's always in the air and it always will be there. It's always in the air. And so they go through, they say, they say like, it's not decisions made in city halls. It's not amusement parks or shopping malls. It's not the preachers. When the tower falls, this is made pre nine eleven, worth noting. Yeah. 1986. It's not manipulated laws. It's always in the air. It's always in the air and it always will be there. Um, it's in the answer. No one ever knows it's in the orphan children. No one chose that is maybe, those are maybe the most interesting lines of the song. Yeah. What's your read on this song
0: uh it it's all, it almost seems like it's a like a Quaker song <laughs> <laughs> um, this idea of like um you know the outward sacraments are ultimately shallow and if you focus too much on them um then you're going to miss out on your own agency and your own connection to the divine or something but this this is seem this seems like it's more about political and social agency it's not decisions made in city halls it's not amusement parks or shopping malls um you know it's it's about your sort of innate you know freedoms or rights i guess um uh, but i mean once again that's me grasping because it doesn't say what it is it just says what right. it's
1: not um on the so, first read of this song in the lyrics i thought he was talking about like where problems come from like because it opens with it's not the liars that can set you free it's not the riches that you can't foresee it's not the monkey or the lsd it's not the powers that be i thought he was like talking about like how do we make progress where the problem's coming from how do we fix it like i thought that's what he was getting at mm-hmm. and i thought the chorus was essentially saying like you know these are not the problem it's not liars or riches it's not um, the powers that be it's like it's more like human nature it's always in the air it's ever present Hmm. That's sort of what I was thinking about. I don't think that's what that, this song is about on on like second glance. I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Cause he's been saying saying
0: that like these orphan, it's these orphan children. Yeah. The (laughs) that are the problem.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Let's just get rid of all orphans and then all problems will be solved. Uh. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) By getting them adopted. (laughs) That's yep. (laughs) It's a pro-adoption song.
1: Yeah, Uh, I like your read of the song. It's a lot less like bleak than the what I was originally thinking.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's also like that kind of rhetoric (laughs) is—it's not very like fashionable these days to talk about um, individual responsibility because that erases like people who have disproportionate amounts of power and their responsibility, Um, but that doesn't mean that that can't be inspiring to someone who will topple those structures, you know, Mm -hmm. like people have been inspired by less. Yeah. Just look at the, you know, Bob Dylan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some quality Bob Dylan shade right here. (laughs) Hey, it ain't me, babe. Oh, nice. (laughs) Uh, That was just like a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, i can't think of any more uh it was just like a woman who was all along the watchtower um mr
0: tambourine man (laughs) (laughs) these
1: Uh, are titles yeah i can't i mean i can think like blowing in the wind but that's like too easy
0: this bit is getting away from us just like a rolling stone oh my
1: god (laughs) you're too good at this you're a Bob Dylan super fan And I'm just not there yet <laughs> Yeah um, Yeah okay do you want to talk about uh, Another song real quick Do you want to talk No, a-
0: I, no we gotta end it Okay <laughs> I gotta go There's I one about go make masturbating though,
1: though
0: So <laughs> Oh shit Okay can you at least play the sound sample Of um, the, I, From all those sound samples that I took From, uh, from Knock It
1: Yeah I got just it Just so
0: we can hear the euphemisms
1: Yep all oh, you
0: fellas knock it your door. go knock your wrong hey <laughs> for all you fellas that's slap <laughs> slapping your prong slapping your
1: prong don't let the girls go slapping your wrong i this this is pretty pretty fun this song <laughs> yeah although it's still like is this like an incel
0: song like yeah hey. this is
1: the earliest version of no fap <laughs> Take control of your, I, f- I forget what tortured like thinking makes them want to not masturbate or whatever. I don't, I don't. Oh my God. I forget why. I don't know. Please,
0: it. men and boys, please masturbate for the love of God and
1: all this holy. As often as possible. I'm masturbating right don't,
0: now. <laughs> don't put it on these, on these women or, or men or whoever you're into. Just please masturbate.
1: As much as, constantly, just never stop yeah. masturbating.
0: Uh, do you, how about you play A, B, that other seven?
1: You've missed him okay. and then we'll close it out Yeah
0: For all you fellas, that's stretching it long. <laughs> Don't let the girls the wrong
1: For all you fellas, the kong. <laughs> your kong, your I think that <laughs> might be my favorite <laughs> Kinging
0: your kong well the only way i can finish is if i um th- throw barrels at plumbers <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean uh, yeah who among us could not say the same
0: kidnapping women throwing barrels at plumbers <laughs> i mean
1: yeah all right well let's close up shop it's i think we're over time um Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with the next Fishbone album, which is... I don't have it Oh, I don't either. Uh, it's <laughs> its a Wonderful Life? No, that's a EP. Truth and Soul from 1988. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, in the meantime, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at totebspodcasts uh there are a bunch of ways you can support the show in this new season uh there's like the whole reviews thing on itunes i hear that that's important so everyone give that a shot jam those stars write those words uh you can support us directly by going to support.boxset.website to get to our patreon you'll get access to that weekly mini show that cameron mentioned earlier it was a long mini show it was a jumbo mini uh this week we talked about soul and wonder woman 1984 uh spoiler just a little teaser one of them we liked a lot one of them not so much. You'll have to pay us to find out. Uh, you can also join our Discord. And you can also, also listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up in the Cool. That's ah. right. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the show is about. <laughs> it's mostly uh, easy listening, smooth jazz. And Cameron kind of talks like this.
0: <laughs> uh, it's 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 all... Uh... It's all uh, different kinds of folk music. And by folk, I don't mean, I mean, actual music made by folks. So I don't mean like a a genre, a label. Um, so usually it's like Appalachian old time music. Um, coming up, I, I believe this uh, tomorrow after this is after this episode is released will be my interview with Ken Colladner, who's a, Ooh. uh a- interview in Jam, a- asynchronous Jam because of COVIDs. But uh, yeah. someday we'll do it in person. But uh, Ken Collarder is a is a wonderful hammered dulcimer player uh, in the in the style of you know your John McCutcheon's uh, that that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, everyone should go uh, listen to that. It's going to be great. Awesome. He also talks. He also talks about. Um, like going to fiddlers conventions and, and getting high with his buds, it's a, he's hilarious. So
1: yeah, typically we'll buds are that. what you used to get high. I mean, for oh, a okay. lot of people, <laughs> oh, you didn't like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I well, <don't> appreciate that. <laughs> on that note, uh, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week, and I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm just stretching it long. I'm
0: been Cameron Dewitt, and. I'm asking you, what is the sound of one mouth chewing?
1: Oh god. It's like the anti ASMR. <laughs>